0: Five, verses 1 and 2. And the word of the Lord says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. This is the word of the Lord. I want to ask the question today, are you sure? You know, as we continue our study of Romans, we come this week to a whole new section of the book, and it's one of immense practical value for everyone who's put their faith in Christ. Chapters 5 through 8 of Romans deal with the subject that's vital to the peace of heart for all who are Christians—assurance of salvation. I don't know of any Christ follower who hasn't at one time or another wondered to himself, how can I be sure that I've been accepted? How can I be certain that I'm going to heaven? Well, if that's you, listen carefully to the counsel of Romans 5 through 8, because this is the very theme that these chapters are designed to address. And we begin with a statement of that theme in verses 1 and 2, the verses we've read today. The Apostle Paul writing to the Romans said, therefore, based on everything that I've brought you so far, he says, out of chapters 1 through 4, therefore, therefore, Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Two simple sentences, but loaded with truth. The Apostle Paul has been making the claim in Romans chapters 1 through 4 that a person can only be saved, a person can only be put right with God through faith. We spoke last week about the natural human tendency to believe that we have to perform somehow to be accepted by God, and we saw that that simply isn't how it works. Anyone who puts their faith in Christ is immediately counted acceptable by God and has the perfect righteousness of Jesus credited to his account simply based on faith alone. Paul continues this line of thought in these two verses, setting the path for our understanding of the matter of assurance. He begins by saying that we've been justified by faith, meaning that we're put into a right relationship with God simply by believing what the Bible tells us about Jesus. Because we put our faith in Jesus, we're at peace with God. The warfare caused by sin is ended so that the warfare between the believer and his heavenly father is done away with forever. Now, we've already seen this, but Paul doesn't stop there. He goes on to say in verse 2 that we've also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Now, here's the beginning of the discussion of our assurance. What he's saying is that we're secure in our position. We stand, in other words. And we stand because faith gives us access into the keeping grace of God. The same grace that saves us keeps us, in other words. Now, don't think of grace as being something static, like a a gift wrapped up in a package that God hands you saying, now make sure that you always keep this with you forever. No, that's not the idea of grace at all. Grace isn't a package. It's a power. Grace is God's power at work in you, doing for you what you could never do for yourself, Faith lets that power loose in the believer's life. It's God who's at work not only to save, but to keep saved all who belong to him. Now the final phrase of verse 2 takes us all the way to heaven. It says, And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul jumps from salvation in verse 1, All the way into eternity in verse 2 saying, start the celebration because our expectation of glory can't possibly be disappointed since God is the one who's doing the saving as well as the keeping. And this is going to be his theme all the way through to Romans 8.30, which also assures us that glory awaits. And in fact, Romans 8.30 tells us that that glory is already counted as a present possession for all who believe. So we go from salvation in verse 1 to glorification in verse 2, with no mention of performance on our part in between, and that's intentional. What's being communicated to us is that we're going to heaven not because of any performance on our side, but solely because of our position as those who have faith in Jesus. Peace with God in verse 1, all the way to glorification with God in verse 2, and all of it by faith. Now, it's reasonable for us to ask how this miracle happens, and Paul gives us the details in verses 12 through 17. In those verses, he explains that there are two kinds of humanity, that God has created the first kind of humanity in Adam, and that he's brought into being a whole new kind of humanity in Christ. And here we're speaking again, not a performance, but a position. We all, every one of us, we all start our journey in Adam, sharing that first sinful kind of humanity by nature. Because of Adam's sin, we're all ruined and at war with our Creator. We're in Adam, as the Scripture says. Now, to be saved, we need to get out of Adam and into Christ, into this new kind of humanity that's acceptable to God, because like Christ, it possesses perfect righteousness. So the question becomes, how do I get out of Adam and into Christ? And The answer is that it takes a miracle. You must be born again, said Jesus to Nicodemus. He told him, you have to get a whole new kind of life, in other words. And that miracle God does for everyone who puts their faith in Jesus. The moment you trust Jesus, God includes you spiritually in the death of Jesus on the cross and in the burial of Jesus in the tomb and in the resurrection of Jesus, the third day. God counts Jesus' death on the cross as the death of your old life in Adam. And he counts Jesus' resting from his labors as your rest from performing, from trying to save yourself. And then he counts Jesus' resurrection to new life as your rebirth into this whole new kind of humanity, a humanity ready to live with him forever in Christ. This is the miracle of new life that cannot be undone as we'll see in future studies. But for today, it's enough for us to understand that all of this results in our being transferred out of the kingdom of darkness in Adam and into the kingdom of grace in Christ, as verse 21 tells us. Romans 5.21 says, So that as sin reigned in death, Grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the idea here is that when we're in Adam, we're under the reign of sin and death. Sin was the power that controlled us and resulted in our spiritual separation and death. But now that we're in Christ, we've been taken out from under the reign of sin and death. And we're under the power of grace God doing for us what we could never do for ourselves, not only saving us, but keeping us too. Again, it's not a matter of our performance, but of our position in Christ. Not only our salvation, but our being kept in that salvation depends on our position in Christ. And that inevitably will result in our glorification with him in heaven when it's all been said and done. Now, some people bristle at this, as we'll see when we get to chapter 6. But that's a discussion for next week. Today, let's rejoice in this truth, that God has done everything necessary to save us and to keep us through his grace that we access simply by putting our faith in Jesus. That's amazing. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace. Your generosity to us is beyond our ability to wrap our fallen minds around why would you love us so much? But we thank you that you do. Hear our prayer of gratitude for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, it's God's grace, access through faith, that does all the saving and that does all the keeping.